great month. I said it's a great month. Celebrate the birth of Christ. We're going to talk a little Christmas today. Throw a little Christmas your direction. Get the month started off right. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at verse 7. Paul writes, Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. Verse 15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Can someone say amen to the reading of God's Word? Would you pray, your, pray with me this morning, stretching your hand this direction? Pray God's anointing and blessing over the message and over the messenger. Father, we bless you today. Thank you for the privilege that we have to be in your house, to lift up the name of the Lord. God, as we come before you today, we're grateful for your grace and your mercy. Thankful for all those that have come this morning those that are watching via social media. Lord, reach into their homes where they are. Minister to them. Lord, in this room today, may our lives be challenged, charged, and changed by your word and by your spirit. We give praise to you for this month and what it represents. May it never lose its meaning in our lives. We glorify you, we honor you, we praise you in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. This morning I'd like to talk to you about messy rapping. Messy rapping. For those of us that don't do all of our Christmas shopping online. I know there are probably several of you who do. But in all likelihood, a day or two days or three days or maybe even a week after Christmas is over, there's always the possibility that you will find us at the customer service center 
one of my least favorite things to do in life is to return anything. But you'll find us at Target or Walmart or JCPenney's. And the reason that we will be there, the reason that you will be there is to return something that was given to you for Christmas. The reasons that you will stand in that long line vary in your return of that gift. Maybe it was the wrong size. Maybe it was the wrong color. Maybe it was defective. Quite honestly, you probably already have one. There will be numerous legitimate reasons why people will stand in line for hours waiting for an exchange or refund. But have you ever heard of anyone asking for a refund because of not the gift itself, but rather the way that it was wrapped, wasn't boxed correctly? The product was fine, but the packaging was damaged. Could you imagine how ludicrous it would be for someone to go to all the trouble of returning to a crowded store to stand in line for an hour, and when asked reason for return, you reply, the wrapping was torn or crumpled or it was not taped properly. Might you imagine the disdain and the disgust of the sales clerk upon hearing that kind of explanation? Might you imagine the scowl on people's faces behind you waiting in line? What a ridiculous idea for sure. Because the bottom line is people want the gift more than they want the wrapping. I remember a time when my son was two years old and there was a somewhat of a grandfather figure that was very influential in our family. And we had wrapped a present from our two-year-old son to go to this grandfather kind of figure. And of course, he wrapped it. We had him help us in wrapping it. And so right down the middle of this package, he had reached and took his two-year-old fingers and tore a strip right down the middle of it. Now, some of you right here would have rewrapped it for sure. But we decided that we would send it like it was because that had his own personal touch. Messy wrapping. It was a little over 30 years ago. And a personal experience that I want to share with you. In the month of October, 1987. It was a Friday night. I have turned over a one-half carat diamond ring to a complete stranger. A hostess at a seafood restaurant called Locks Point. I know what my girlfriend Sandra will order. It will be fried shrimp. It was always fried shrimp before. It's still fried shrimp to this day. It's all planned out. The ring will come out on the tail of a shrimp. I'll give her a card first. The ambiance is set. It's perfectly fine. Many in the room around our table already know that I am going to propose to her. It's perfect. The meal comes out. She stares at her plate. And I said, Sandra, will you marry me? And there was no answer. And I said, aren't you going to answer me? To which she replied, first, I'm going to get my ring off of this greasy shrimp. 
She didn't seem impressed by my romantic notions. And even worse, she couldn't eat her meal that night. 25 bucks down the drain. And for all men present in the house, it didn't affect my appetite whatsoever. <laughs> she wanted the gift more than the way the gift came. And in life, most, if not all of us, have found out that when your back is against the wall, we allow ourselves to be served by others. And it matters little who or where or how the provision comes. We're just grateful that the need has been met. If you're here this morning, you may understand and have experienced the tragedy of a burned home or the sudden death of a family provider or paralysis from an accident or empty cupboards or a depleted oil supply. And we're deeply and humbly grateful that the gift is given no matter how it came. I'm here to preach today that at our times of most dire need, we don't care about color, race, culture, background. We're much like the man that was beaten and left on the side of the road in the Gospels and left for dead in the parable of Jesus. And someone unlike us reaches out to us. We graciously accept their help, no questions asked. We accept the gift no matter how messy the wrapping may be. And yet the truth of the matter is, is many people have a hard time accepting the greatest gift of all, the gift of Jesus Christ. And the reasons vary as to why they cannot accept the gift of Jesus Christ. But one of the main reasons is, is because they struggle with the wrapping in which the gift came, the way in which the gift arrived. For example, the reality that he was enshrouded by a virgin. Who can believe that a humble virgin, having never known a man, would be the mother of Messiah? But yet in Isaiah 7, 14, it was prophesied, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Hundreds of Years later, it did happen just as it was promised. In Luke chapter 1, an angel named Gabriel came to a young virgin handmaiden and said, Mary, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb, and you shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. As much as I like that whole unwrapping of the story there, I love the simple response of Mary when she said in verse 38, be it unto me according to your word. I'm telling you today, Mary was the wrapping and Mary was the messy wrapping. Mary had sin. Mary was not perfect. Mary, no matter what people do today, no matter if whole religion deify Mary or not. The bottom line is we are to honor Mary and respect Mary and, 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 and pay and, and give that kind of respect to her for being the vehicle and the wrapping through which the gift came. But 
let me tell you, my worship is not unto Mary. Mary was a messy wrapping. The truth of the matter is, Mary enshrouded the Savior of my soul, the healer of my body, my deliverer, my conqueror, my, my champion, my king. I'm thankful for Mary, but you'll never find me bending a knee to Mary. The only one I'll bend my knee to is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the gift that came inside of the messy wrapping, and his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not only enshrouded by a virgin, but another of the messy wrapping was to be surrounded by stinking animals. Who can believe that he would be born in a stable with stinking animals surrounding him in the peace of a Judean night? Although the scripture once again had prophesied in Isaiah 53 that he would have no beauty that we should desire him. And so... It was, it was messy wrapping, straw and provender and cows and, and goats and, and sheep and, and chickens all around, animals. A, a, you, you know, we try to make it, we try to dress it up and make it look like something more than it really was. And, you know, we, we try to put the wise men there. Did you know the wise men weren't there the night he was born? The wise men didn't show up until two years later, and it was at a home where he was, not in the stable. So we, we, we understand that, that he was surrounded by all of, the, all of these smelly animals, and, and so we, we get caught up in that sometimes, and unbelievers struggle with that sometimes. But let me preach to you today. Don't get caught up in the fact that he wasn't born in a palace or with royal fanfare. He chose the path that he came into this world. He he chose the messy wrapping because he wanted the poor to know. Oh, Lord, help me preach. He wanted the poor and the outcast, no matter who they were, to know that they were welcome at the manger in Bethlehem. So if you came today and you are affluent and you have much to offer, praise God for that. But if you came today and you don't have hardly two nickels to rub together, the truth of the matter is you're still welcome at the foot of the manger. There's an infant Savior who would, who would grow up to be king who says I accept all. He said the poor you'll always have with you but I love the poor as I do anyone else. The wealthy can kneel but they are such a small percentage. The poor are many. I'm thankful there was provision for the magi to kneel. And that there was provision for the shepherds to kneel. Praise his wonderful name. I like this. I read this several years ago. Can't remember the name of the book that I read it in, but it always stuck here. And it was simply this. His father owned the cattle on a thousand hills, and yet he was willing to make their feeding trough his bed. Now that's the truth of the gift inside the messy wrapping. Enshrouded by a virgin, surrounded by stinking animals, and introduced in a town of obscurity. Who can believe he would be born in a town hardly known to be in existence? Even though Micah had prophesied and said these words, You, Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth unto me the one that is to be a ruler in Israel. Oh, praise the Lord. 
He was born in a town hardly anyone knew existed. He was raised in a town called Nazareth that had a bad reputation. In fact, people even pondered if anything good could come out of Nazareth. His lineage consisted of less than reputable people. All of these great surprises and beyond human logic. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that we have to embrace the reality that the Christmas story, as wonderful as it is, has messy wrapping around it. But it doesn't invalidate. In fact, it even validates further the precious treasure of Jesus Christ and the pearl of great price that he was to us. Oh, praise the Lord. Don't minimize the messy wrapping. For messy wrapping made a way for us. Messy wrapping gets us to the gift. But at the same time, don't maximize the messy wrapping. Because it ain't about the wrapping at all. He didn't come on satin sheets. But he is a king. He didn't ride in on a chariot. But he is captain of the Lord's host. He didn't overthrow Rome but of his kingdom there shall be no end he didn't come as a dictator yet the earth is his footstool I didn't love him I didn't want him but he was born to die for you and for me he is the gift he is the value of the gift no matter how he came no matter how messy the wrapping is I stand here today thankful that he came and was born to die for you and I Hallelujah. <laughs> he is the gift. He is the gift. He is the bread of life. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the lily of the valley. He is the bright and the morning star. He is the ever-present one. He is the prince of peace. He is the all-powerful one. He is the living water. He is the, the, the rock on which we stand. He is the day star that has arisen in our hearts. He is our savior. He is our Lord. He is our master. He is king of kings and lord of lords. And I agree and totally concur and buy into this reality. And that is this truth of his king. Kingdom, there shall be no end. <laughs> you see, in Daniel chapter 2, there's a great image that stands erect in front of the king. And he's troubled by the dream and the vision that he's had. And he calls for Daniel the prophet to come in and interpret the dream. The dream pictures this large giant with different kinds of metals making up this large giant. And it represents four different kingdoms that would rise to power. It started with Greece and then it went to Babylon and then it went to Medo-Persia. And you get further down the vision. You've gone from, from brass to gold to silver. You get further down, you get to iron. And then you get to iron and clay, which represents Rome. It has a lot of prophetic implications toward the end time. And I'd love to spend some time, and maybe one day I will. But suffice to say, it was a troubling vision. 
And Daniel interpreted the vision for the king. And he said, these kingdoms are going to rise to power. But as soon as they rise to power, not long after that, another kingdom's going to come. And it's going to supplant that kingdom. And then when that kingdom is in power, another kingdom's going to come and supplant that kingdom. And when it gets down to it, Rome is going to have the legs of iron and the ten toes of iron and clay. But this is what I really want to get to. He said, but there's coming a day where there's going to be a stone that is cut without hands. Oh, it may come like a little pebble from the heavens. But when it comes, it's going to land at the feet of that giant image that has represented all those powerful kingdoms. And it's going to knock that image over. And when that image is knocked over, the scripture says that all of that hard metal that represented those powerful kingdoms, it's going to be blown away as chaff. Oh, I'd love to stop right there and shout a little bit. But it doesn't stop there. For that little small rock that comes from heaven, it's going to knock that image out. And then the scripture says that stone that was cut without man's hands, it's going to start to grow. And it's going to grow. And it's going to grow until it fills up the whole earth. My brothers and sisters, I'm happy to report to you that due to the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I am part of that kingdom today. I'm a citizen, not of this world, but I'm a citizen of the kingdom Oh, Lord, help me preach now. You don't believe, Daniel, you go to the book of Revelation where it says these words, that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. I've read the back of the book, and I know that I'm on the winning side. Hallelujah. Your need today is not for a greater job or a higher paycheck or more of this world's goods. You need the greatest gift, and that is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. The wrapping is just part of the miracle to point you to a plan that only God can fulfill. It's never been about the wrapping. It's always been about the gift of Jesus. It's not about us. We are only the wrapping. Now don't get quiet on me here. We are only the wrapping. And I can be a messy wrapping. Just ask my wife. Ask my son. I'm not perfect. I make my mistakes. I commit my sins. I have my failures. If you're putting your stock in me, you just as well be bowing your knee to Mary. Because just as Mary was messy rapping, I'm messy rapping. You're sitting in a room full of messy rapping. But the greatest gift ever given that was born in unlikely, uncommon surroundings now lives inside of us. 
Oh, that's hard for me to fathom. Hard for me to comprehend. As I get ready to close, let me ask you a couple of thought-provoking questions. The first question is, is how are you wrapping him? Is your gift a sloppy presentation like torn paper or a bad tape job where people have no interest? I know that whereas man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart, but I also want to reiterate man does look on the outward appearance. We are the Jesus that unsaved people see. <laughs> Quite often an opinion is formed about the contents of the gift based upon the way it is packaged. I bet there are folks in this room that have looked at the back of a Christmas card to see if it was a hallmark. I know you're in here because I've done it. American greetings is okay and Carlton's okay, but I tell you what, when you care enough to send the very best. what we've been led to believe. Quite often an opinion is formed about our Jesus based upon how we're wrapping him. And the second thought-provoking question I would throw your direction is, do you ever unwrap him? So that others can experience the joy that's inside of you. How will people perceive us this Christmas? Though we're imperfect, when you go to the restaurant this afternoon, the waitress will be able to tell how you're wrapping Jesus. You run up a $40 bill and leave a $1.50 for a tip. Shame on you. When they're out there busting their backside at $2 and a, a little bit of change an hour and counting on the tips to be their livelihood, I felt that bounce back. How are you? It won't take long. We're great, man. I tell you what, our packages are all nice and neat in the house of God. Don't tear the tape job when you go out in the community. Those people see you. They're seeing the Jesus inside of you. How will you unwrap him when Blue Monday comes? I see these posts sometimes, these t-shirts. 
don't talk to me before noon until I've had my third cup of coffee and all this kind of craziness. When the scripture said he deposited inside of us joy unspeakable. And that joy unspeakable is also our strength. Even when we face blue Monday morning. It's getting a little deep out here, so I'm going to come back up here. Would you bow your heads with me? If you're here this morning and you have never accepted the greatest gift of all, today can be your day. Today is the day of salvation. What a great, can you imagine being able to share with others, hey, when did you give your heart to the Lord? I gave my heart to the Lord in the Christmas season. I accepted Jesus, the greatest gift I ever have been given in the Christmas season. If you're here while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, no one looking around, You say you like to have that peace and goodwill toward men. You'd like to have it today. And your life is nothing but in turmoil. And you would like to make a profession of faith in Christ. You'd like to make that decision today. Would you slip up your hand, put it right back down? God bless that hand. Is there other hands? God bless that hand. Two hands have gone up. I saw God restore a life last Sunday. Got a report a couple days later that a young lady had given her heart to Christ for the first time. That's what the business of the church is all about. You that raised your hands and you that didn't, maybe you've known the Lord, but you've kind of wandered away from Him. Today you'd like to come back home. I'm going to ask you to be bold and confident here. Get up from where you are and come meet me down here at this altar so that we can have prayer with you. Today can be the day. Today can be the day that upon your confession of faith and the belief in your heart that your name can be written in the Lamb's book of life. Heaven can be your future. This altar is open for you. Man, woman, boy, girl, young person, young adult, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa. Maybe you're here today and you say, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm not really unwrapping him properly. And there's some things I may need to pray over. And today I want I want prayer. This altar's open for you. Anyone? Messy wrapping. 
Thank God for Mary. If you're thankful for the grace of God, the gift of eternal life that came through Jesus Christ, right where you're seated, would you just lift a hand of thanksgiving right now? Would you do that right now? Just tell him in your own way for just a moment or two. Lord, I'm not caught up in the messy wrapping. I'm thankful for the gift that came through Jesus. Thankful for the gift that came through the Son of God.